welcome to the Luminate Speakeasy podcast, where luminaries from across the planet share their stories of awakening. Exotic. Ooh. <laughs> Bold. Um, connector. Silly. Um, hmm. Storyteller. Bling. <laughs> Bling. I like that. So those are some. So those are some of the words that describe Janelle Clander. Hashtag swag. Hash. She has a necklace. I'll have to take a picture of it and post it on the blog. She has a necklace. Hashtag swag. I like that. Uh, connected to a mall. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I will, this is how I got it. Yeah, I'll for sure <laughs> post a picture of that. That's going to be on the blog. Um, so I'm Amy Pat T. This is the Illuminate Speakeasy podcast, up? episode number two. And today I am um, featuring Janelle Clander, Hello. who is a coach and a healer, and she is also the founder and host of Badass Spiritual Warriors podcast, so if you haven't checked that out, you definitely have to go check it out and listen. And I interviewed Amy, so. <laughs> she interviewed me recently, and I was so inspired that I started my own podcast. <laughs> we gotta do, we gotta keep inspiring each other. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh wow, this is a cool platform to explore, and I'm, I want to, yeah, it feels so global. There's something global about mm-hmm. podcasts that just feels really interesting to me. So so she was my inspiration of actually launching this podcast. And so I wanted to invite her, be, have her be one of the, the first people to come on to the Luminate Speakeasy and share her story of awakening. I'm um, honored. Yeah. So thanks for being here. And to start off, do you want to just speak a little bit to the Badass Spiritual Warriors podcast and just what a badass spiritual warrior is i mean those words are those words are pretty descriptive already (laughs) but you know like what was the impetus behind that oh well i i knew i wanted to get more authentic with my message and my mission which is really waking people up and empowering them but i also wanted to make it really accessible and fun and i think Getting first getting into personal growth can be feeling overwhelming without even knowing anything about it because there's books, there's people talking about things that you don't quite understand. And I wanted to make it really accessible and sometimes sassy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and fun because because you're sassy and because fun. I have fun and sassy. <laughs> but we we can also take life too seriously, and I think in some ways I took life too seriously even at the beginning of after I I really had a really significant awakening, I think I was just so focused on, on the light and and, in a way that I was forgetting joy. Mm -hmm. And joy is such an important aspect of manifesting or healing Mm -hmm. that people don't talk about as much Mm -hmm. that I just, and I knew, I knew I really wanted to appeal to a market that, that would like the badass virtual warrior. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. But I knew that was that was who I came up in meditation. That's the type of people that I needed to connect to to really inspire the people that aren't being really reached by other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely do it, and I love the mm-hmm. idea. I mean, even just that name, badass spiritual warrior, <laughs> like 
that really makes me feel like I can take this on instead mm-hmm. of when sometimes when we have issues that we're healing, it's a little daunting. It's like, it's going to be hard work mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to be painful. It's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to be sad and depressed or, you know, yeah. processing through old feelings. But when I think of approaching it as a badass spiritual warrior, it's more like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I've got this. I can, I can handle this and I'm going to whoop some ass. Yeah. It's like the opposite of being a victim. Exactly. Which we all go into our victim stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. And so, being aware of it. To yeah. me, badass is really a combination of being courageous and also cool. And I think it's really taken on that. I, I see it used in a lot more businesses or programs now where people are saying that that's badass or mm-hmm. that's some badass program. And I think it's because it's really turned into that that meaning of it's a combination of being really, it's cool and mm-hmm. courageous. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, like when you have that courage, then you're like, oh, that's not so bad. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can do this. I got <laughs> this. So I love that. So when, so obviously you've been on this path for a while and you are sharing for 32 years, <laughs> a whole 32 years. She's been on this Almost path. Almost 33. <laughs> when is your birthday? February 26th. And you're, is that a Pisces? Yeah. Pisces. We've got the Pisces here. <laughs> awesome. So uh, because you're a coach and a healer and you're supporting other people, you've obviously have done a lot of your own work and I'm sure you're going to continue doing lots of work, but can mm-hmm. you share with us, like kind of give us, give us that point in time when you had a shift where you like the veil was lifted and you started to understand yourself in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And maybe the world in a completely different way. Yeah. And really maybe more, even though you've been on this path for 32 years, it's obviously you've always been a spiritual person in some way, shape, or form, Mm -hmm. but where your path really like shifted Mm -hmm. and you like consciously started like pursuing a spiritual life. For sure. Well, it all started when (laughs) I hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. As it usually does for most people. (laughs) And... You know, people really look at hitting rock bottom and they just think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here, but it really is the greatest gift. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that to clients and I'm not, I'm not just trying to sugarcoat things. Mm-hmm. It really is an amazing gift to hit rock bottom mm-hmm. because you're motivated and you're, t- you're not motivated otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, we mm-hmm. kind of float in that happy misery where we kind of think we're happy, but then we're actually, you know, miserable. And I think it's it's great to hit rock bottom because then you look at your life and you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't working, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, it was that I, I was living in in Spain for almost two years and I wasn't planning on, on coming back at that time. My dad was going through some stuff with anxiety and other things and really focused on me and, and obsessing about me, wanting me to be home. So I wasn't even, I wasn't excited about coming back home. <laughs> So I was gone for almost two years, traveling the world, living in another country. So I, I came back and I just had this reverse culture shock, but also the depression of how do I fit in the world? Because my old life, I couldn't fit into my old life. I was a different person. I couldn't fit into my old friends. And, you know, I wasn't getting along with my family that much at the time. I was like, what am I doing for a career or money? Like I didn't, like I was just like, I had all this motivation. I knew that I wanted to do something, but I was, there was a major disconnect. I was sick probably like 80% of the time. I had migraines Mm. almost weekly, Mm -hmm. Um, sinus infections, just colds, 
you know, everyone joked around, oh, Janelle's sick again. She, you know, like, it was just, I was miserable. And I started, I started doing things. I had, I had just traveled in Thailand for six weeks. So I was fascinated by the talk of meditation. I had done my first Reiki session there, uh, which is extremely <laughs> trippy experience. It was a really awesome experience. So I had like some things opening me up the last few years. Um, and I you know I started, I started reading some books, but it almost, it almost took, like my true awakening was like, I need something even more than that. Like mm-hmm. I, and not only that, I am willing to do anything to experience a better life than what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. Because we can say that we want things, or I'm trying to do this, or I'm trying to meditate, or I'm trying to be better at this. But if, unless you're truly making a commitment, and I think that's really where like the awakening is significant, mm-hmm. when you're actually devoted to yourself mm-hmm. before anything else, mm-hmm. and committed to your inner work, then that's when that shift really happens. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened for me. A really um, significant part of that was being part of the modern mystery school where I had a spiritual, it was like a DNA activation is what it was called at the time. Now it's called the life activation. That really pushed me in the right direction energetically. And then doing more things with the school and doing things out of the school, I just became committed Mm-hmm. because I just like, there's, there's another way of living and I'm, I'm so sick of living the way I'm living. Mm-hmm. So that's where the darkness is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is beautiful. So yeah, from there I was just, I got really freaking curious mm-hmm. <laughs> because your curiosity is just guiding you. It's just your intuition guiding you of, of, of what's going to be good for you. And I just was experiencing everything. I did get a little too serious as I said <laughs> earlier. I got... Too serious, where I wasn't experiencing enough joy in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did the Vipassana ten-day mm-hmm. thing too, just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, just a daily practice, and I think that's the biggest thing. Just mm-hmm. awakening, because you can have little awakenings, and then people can kind of like shut down again. Yeah, like, yeah, we can expand, say like, and then we contract. Oh, I know, I am scared. <laughs> yeah, expand, contract, expand, contract. Yeah. And I think it's it's really important just to surround yourself with people that are going through that because mm-hmm. it can you can want to shut down again because you're like you feel like people you're seeing the world through different eyes. Mm-hmm. You're much more aware of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're much more aware of other people. But then with that comes responsibility, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which can be really scary. Yeah. So, and I, I I mean I my awakening was like major battle with the ego. Yeah, that's like, what I was actually just going to ask you about that piece of it <laughs> the too. Ego. And I mean. I just want to touch on, I love the idea of like hitting rock bottom is such a gift and just Mm -hmm. emphasizing that too, because wouldn't it be amazing if in our world that was something that was celebrated? Mm -hmm. Oh, this person hit rock bottom. Wow. This person Mm -hmm. is really sick. This person is really depressed. This person, you know, lost their job and is having a midlife crisis. Let's celebrate that because you're about to, you're entering a doorway into a realm where you can expand probably more completely on the path that you're supposed to be on or mm-hmm. express more fully as who you really are, that it's a gift. Yeah. So if we can celebrate that in our world, I think that would be Instead amazing. of going, oh, no, I have pity for them. Oh, yeah, let's fix like, this. Hey, you can do this. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Just supporting them in a different, yeah. it's a different vibration. Yeah. And it, rock bottom can, I mean, for you, it sounds like coming back and just kind of being in that space of who am I, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. My fr- I don't click with my friends, my family's bringing me down, mm-hmm. 
I don't even know if I want where to be I here. in the world. <laughs> where, do, where do I belong? Who am I? Yeah, so <laughs> asking I? those big life questions. And for other people, it could be, you know, like their lover leaves them or they lose their job or somebody mm-hmm. dies that's really close to them. I mean, it mm-hmm. can come in so many ways. Um, another thing that you said that I just want to touch on again is you said curiosity is your intuition guiding you. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say that over because when you said that, it was so, it was like such a good. I've never really heard that description Mm. of intuition, but I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, just to curiosity is your intuition. Mm -hmm. What are you curious about? Mm -hmm. And follow that. Like follow your follow your curiosity. See where it takes you, and that's actually one way that your intuition is speaking to you. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I just had to repeat that over because that was a that's a good one for me too to remember. And because we can shut that down also. And like we could try to, like, why am I logically curious about Amy? Mm-hmm. Like, if I come to one, you go, why am I, you know, and then you would try to mm-hmm. be logical about it. And then we're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, just trusting that your curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That your curiosity, you can trust your curiosity. Yeah. And it seems almost like it's a less charged word than intuition mm-hmm. Be- because you know intuition what's your intuition how do you listen to it I can't hear my intuition like there's all these things <laughs> exactly but when you think about right. curiosity curiosity seems so much easier yeah I talk to a lot of clients like that you know <laughs> what cur- you're curious about yeah because intuition is like this mm-hmm. esoteric thing curiosity is like I feel like most people can mm. under most people have an understanding within themselves of what curiosity is so yeah I love that. So um, let's circle back to this ego piece, because I know that this has been my case, like that expansion contraction, definitely, like each time I kind of have like a little mini awakening, it's such an expansion. And then it's like everything contracts back. And then, you know, there's like a regulating, regulating kind of period where you you come out of the contraction and you kind of find that middle ground and you're orienting a new way to the world and to yourself. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the more awake you become, the more conscious you are of your mind, Mm -hmm. the more able you are to um, listen to what the the chatter in your mind is actually saying. Mm Because I know for a long time before I started waking up, I didn't know that my mind was... Yeah, you're like, my mind doesn't say bad things. What? (laughs) I had a a girl ask me in yoga training, oh my gosh, my my mind is so busy when we meditate. Is your mind really busy when we meditate? I was like, no, mine's quiet. But it wasn't quiet. I just was so identified with my mind that I couldn't, I couldn't, you were one. I was one with my mind at that point. But then when you, when you start to separate and you're not as completely merged with your mind yeah, and you can hear all of that, you know, your ego is kind of talking through your mind. And so when you have this expansion and you start to change mm. and you maybe are moving into unfamiliar territory, unknown territory, the ego like can like really put up a good fight, mm-hmm. you know, to draw you back into that contracted state. And for myself, I know that it, it will pull out the worst case scenario stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's Amy's biggest fears? Let's pull that one out because for sure then she'll contract even more and come mm-hmm. back to where it's safe, you know, back yeah. into this familiar, familiar territory. And the mind can kind of like, whoa, you know, it's powerful. It's so powerful. <laughs> and so how did you work with that? Did you have some specific, t- how do you work with it still today? Because I don't think that it's probably something that, mm. you know, unless you've wrangled that. No. Yeah. Completely. Which, I'm enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can just, just of the past seven years, just kind of going, I can just kind of see myself going back and forth with things. 
And <clears throat> obviously the more aware I got, the more I, I heard stuff. Um, there were some times where I, I contracted a little bit more, maybe for like a year, a few years ago, where I wasn't, I was resisting a lot of my growth. Now, what's really helpful is I do daily rituals every morning and night. And when I'm consistent with those, then I feel like I'm, I'm a lot more calm in living from a heart space as mm -hmm. opposed to my negative ego. The past few months, I have experienced a mo the most significant shift with my attachment to my negative ego. Like I'm just telling you about my, my holidays where I had a lot of reasons to have a really crappy holiday and to go into victim mode so many different ways. And I had a really great holiday. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because, okay, what, what's coming up for me in this moment? Okay. I've just really learned to be with whatever emotion comes up, but don't attach to it. We can also be like, oh, it's fine to be sad. Well, not if you're sad for days and days on end mm -hmm. and you're just turning it into depression, hopelessness, mm -hmm. that's not healthy. Mm -mm. So I think I've just learned to feel things, even if it's just for 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then what is this really about? Okay, well, my loneliness, it's not actually that I'm missing that person. It's that I want, I want someone else to be here with me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like really just kind of going into what's coming up for you. Most of us don't want to go there. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. And it can be scary. It is. Mm -hmm. And that's where that, that badassery comes in. Yes. I love that. <laughs> of just being like, okay. Like, cause even in the car ride to, um, you know, a family's, family's house, I was just like, okay, what is, what's coming up for me right now? What is this about? Maybe I cry for 30 seconds and I, then I let it go. Mm -hmm. we, we attach ourselves to our suffering so much. And I've learned this on a new level the last few months of, oh, I don't, things can happen to me that are quite traumatic and I don't have to attach myself to suffering. It's been like a huge, mm -hmm. I kind of got this on a new level where I was like, whoa. Uh, so the past few months, life has been a lot. It's tough things have come up, but I've mm -hmm. actually, because I just felt things in the moment and I'm in a Kabbalah program right now. So there's just like a lot of awareness through study groups. I think we, people can say, oh, I'm spiritual or do this or read a book every once in a while. But unless you're actively engaged mm -hmm. with a negative ego, with your mind, mm -hmm then you don't have as much of control. Even mm -hmm. if you say you're spiritual, you go to yoga, you mm -hmm. meditate sometimes, There's you, you have to be active in it, I mm -hmm. think. And I think that's the biggest thing for empowerment. Yeah, I agree. Active engagement and loving and coming into right relationship with yeah. your ego, which does mean, I think, like you recognize this is going on mm -hmm. and I like this shift that you were describing of okay, oh, here's suffering. Okay, I am suffering. I'm going to feel this for a little bit. doesn't feel that great. It's sadness. You know, but then also recognizing that it's okay to turn your attention now and mm -hmm. change mm -hmm. into a different mode. Because there is, like you said, we're so attached to our suffering. Yeah. And I think sometimes we believe that I have to suffer for you know, lifetimes where I have to suffer mm. for years and years and years to pay a price for this that happened or to rectify mm -hmm. all of my karma. Because everyone around you will support you and, and think that you need to suffer that for mm -hmm. that long period of time. I've learned that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and in the spiritual realm, there has been, I think maybe we're moving through a paradigm shift, but I feel like we have been in this kind of realm where suffering was necessary. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's always going to be a purpose for suffering, but I think having the awareness around being able to look at it right away, oh, mm-hmm. recognizing I'm suffering right now, do I, do I have it in me to choose joy, to mm-hmm. see the suffering, to recognize it, what is it about, feel it a little bit, process it, you know, not mm-hmm. ignore it. It's not an ignoring, mm-hmm. but it's more of, like you said, recognize it, be present with it, feel it, give yourself 60 seconds. Maybe you give yourself a day to feel really sad. And, and just then, embody it completely, even yeah. just for a couple minutes. Yeah, and then shift. And we are nature. Mm-hmm. So there's no way we can't shift, with, mm-hmm. you know, just like the planet is yeah. constantly shifting. The weather's constantly shifting. Like, that's, mm-hmm. we're part of nature. So mm-hmm. we are going to be constantly shifting. And the only way things stick around is when you, yeah, when they stick around longer when you're just pushing against them and like, no, 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 I can't, I can't see it. Um, so we got just a little bit of time left Mm -hmm. and I'm curious if you could share some of your daily rituals that you do in the morning and at night that you said that you try to do every day. Well, right now in Kabbalah, (laughs) I'm probably doing about 15 rituals. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Maybe you can like give us the short, short version of it. I'm trying to think. Or what could the viewers might, what would maybe the viewers can't really see us. Yeah. What would the listeners <laughs> maybe, what is there, are there any that they could incorporate or give it, give a try to? Well, yes. I think I, there's so many different rituals that you can do. I've, because most, my path is with the Matter Mystery School. I, most of the rituals I do with them are handed down. To start all of that, I always do a magic circle, mm-hmm. which I teach in some of my classes or there's different ways of doing it. I think it's really important to create a sacred space whether I'm sleeping or morning, night, doing, you know, healing, Mm -hmm. rituals, meditation. Um, I I think that's really important to start. And I meditate. The the three pillars of enlightenment are ritual, prayer, and meditation. And having that as a a daily practice, even if it's once a day, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, is really going to empower you, just that Mm -hmm. consistency. Um, I typically try to do a combination of passive and active meditation, kind of depending where my head's at. If my head's like all over the place, it'll just be quiet mind, just focused on that. Otherwise, it's quite empowering just to go into meditation and to ask questions, Mm -hmm. you know, because we have all the answers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we forget that. We're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I need to go to a psychic or I don't know. Mm -hmm. You need to ask a friend for advice. Really, if we're just looking for someone to just tell us what we know, mm-hmm. that's like the best psychic readings, the best friend advice, right? Yeah, oh, yeah that's such great advice because I, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I use I use uh, meditation for guidance for everything, every mm-hmm. aspect of my life. And you know, some ritual that I do is honoring all the directions, and and also declaring what my intention is, what mm-hmm. are my goals, and asking for guidance. Mm-hmm. Prayer is so important. And not like the prayer that like, I don't know, like my parent, my dad does or my grandma does, which is like fear-based of like, please keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Um, asking for asking for empowerment, asking for help shifting something or for more passion in your life. Show me through curiosity what is going to help the situation. And then also just being really grateful. I spend about half my time in prayer being grateful for things and then half of it asking for help. Mm-hmm. And meditation is great, and I think prayer is often overlooked. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just as important mm-hmm. as meditation. Mm-hmm. So even if you're doing it for you know five minutes a day or something, it's helpful. Um, the the more I evolve, the more I'm like, oh, I can actually 
just my ego that thinks I can't do this for longer mm-hmm. than it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've kind of, like, it takes me, I don't know, at least an hour to do mm-hmm. everything I need to do in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are, that's, that's my, that's my routine. Mm-hmm. So ritual, prayer, and meditation. Mm-hmm. Give one of those three things a try. Yeah. And I just want to ask you one quick question, and then I'm going to have you share just a little bit about what you've got going on right mm-hmm. now for people to connect with you. But who do you pray to? Who do I pray to? Or what do you pray to? I, that's a good question. If I'm, oftentimes when I'm in prayer, I will pray to archangels. I specifically call down, I do call upons with archangels every morning and night. So specifically, um, you know, asking for guidance for some particular thing. Um, so, and just learning more about the archangels, their pure purpose is to support us. There's other beings that you can support or you can ask for support or goddesses. Sometimes I'll pray to goddesses too, or mostly archangels. Um, and then overall, sometimes I just say divine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say God. To me, it doesn't always matter who I'm praying to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the prayer is answered in the same way. Mm-hmm. And... There's just different energies that might be more specific. But, yeah, mostly divine or God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks. So how can people work with you? What do you have going on? What's coming up? I have a whole crap load of things going on mm-hmm. this month. Because mm-hmm. January is... It's month where people give a shit about their life month, mm-hmm. so, which is great. I mean, I wish, you know, I really hope that more people would do that all year long, and I think more people are, so that's really awesome. I just want to be there for people, especially at the beginning of the year, of like, hey, this is all the stuff that's happening. I have Warrior Night with, with you're going to be there in the panel, mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about manifesting your dream life, mm-hmm. which is going to be in South Minneapolis. I also have a first Warrior Weekend which is taking place at the end of January, January 30th and 31st. And it's two days, and it's really for people that are wanting to get more into personal development or just in touch with themselves, but needing someone to really, like, hold their hands and just get them into it, and that way they can have, like, a clean slate to really create a practice of their own path after that. So really diving deep, understanding yourself, healing, empowerment, um, all that good stuff. I also have a couple of sacred geometry classes where if you really, if you really want to just do the next level of just staging or doing things in your home, you really want to create a sacred space. I teach sacred geometry class, which is through the Modern Mystery School, which is really amazing class. You cannot find the information online because it's, it's empowerment tools mm-hmm. that have been handed down for thousands of years, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Sweet. So those and are all local to all local. Minneapolis, Minnesota, Twin Cities. Yeah. And can people work with you that aren't? Local to the Twin Cities? They can, yeah. I do have I have some clients that I work with through Skype. So I do coaching for various things. Sometimes I work with people <laughs> with their business, or sometimes I work with people attracting a partner in their life. Um, really, a lot of this, it ends up being a lot of the same way that we work on things, but just having a different goal in mind. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do some energy healing distance too. So working with people one-on-one, I can do it in person or nice. yeah, online. Okay. Great. So lots of ways to 
check you out. Yeah. And your website will be listed. If you're curious. In this blog. <laughs> if you're curious. Is your curiosity... Are you curious? Who is this channel? I only want the curious ones. Yes. <laughs> the ones that aren't curious. Yeah. If they're not... If you're not curious, just, you know, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah. That was super fun. Thanks for having me. And... Check out Janelle's website so you can get more information about her. And yeah. I'll see you next time. Or I'll I'll connect with you next time. Yeah. I have to get over this visual piece oh, yeah. that I keep <laughs> weaving in. So, all right. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Thanks for listening. <laughs>